This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. Ethan Hammerman, the Tennessee motherfucking Titans, lost to the Arizona Cardinals with Blaine Gabbert. And I couldn't be happier. What can make me happier? You don't ask? They play this decade's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, the dynamic duo, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, this Sunday to officially carry those dead carcasses from Nashville, from Levi Stadium to the remains of Candlestick Park and bury them six feet under a stadium that is mirrored, or I should say was mirrored, the 2017 Tennessee Titans in the most obvious way. That way being, they were both heinous and needed to go. Good riddance, 2017 potential playoff team Tennessee Titans. I hope we never meet again. I mean, the Titans are... Last week was pretty bad. It was it was painful to watch. They lost to Blaine Gabbert. And unfortunately, I can't claim that I predicted that the Cardinals were going to win that game because that would have been my lock of the week, the Cardinals beating the Titans at home. And they did. And, you know, I'm so excited. They're, they're falling out of playoff contention. The Ravens are steadily rising. Alex Collins might be Jamal Charles reincarnated. It's... It's a fun time if you really don't want the Tennessee Titans and Mike Malarkey to be in the AFC playoffs. And I just think we deserve, I, I think, you know, we get, we've been very hard on Blaine Gabbard over the years. A lot of it's not his fault. He didn't make the Jacksonville Jaguars and Gene Smith draft him in the top 10 or top 20. What was he like? 11th, 10th, something like that. He was 11. 11. There you go. And it's not his fault. He was overdrafted and he, uh, he flamed out, but you know, Bruce Arians did the whole NFL fan base a favor by keeping this garbage team out of the playoff picture. I, I, I've, when I say I'm, I was so ecstatic, my roommate can confirm my reaction when I finally saw that final score for the Titans and the Cardinals. And the Titans are gone. And, you know, the AFC playoffs might be saved. We might get Ravens Chargers, which I am completely here for as the two wildcard teams in the AFC. But uh, yeah, man, I that that's what I prepared Me? after our, our two week absence. So I that's that's what I've got to kick things off well, tonight. Let's talk about your Niners for a second. Mm-hmm. They win this week. They have four wins. That is correct. Next week they are at home against the Jaguars, and the week after Another they're win. at the Rams, who might not be playing for anything. Could they go? Are you six trying to and tell 10? me that they finish? They the could go undefeated? six and ten. Jimmy Garoppolo still has yet to lose a game that he started. I, I, you don't have to tell me that. I, I'm very familiar with Jimmy Garoppolo's professional record. And, you know, they might... St- I, I'm a little worried they're going to win too many games so they can't get, like, Saquon Barkley. 
And Bar- I think Barkley picture. will be there wherever they end up getting drafted. But you're right. They're they're not going to have as high a pick as they originally thought. I mean, they're already behind like the Giants and some other teams. And I think they're going to win at least one of these final few games. They're Possibly winning all more. I mean, Garoppolo looks very, very good. Marquise Goodwin is an interesting player because he catches a lot of passes, but not a lot of touchdowns. So it's kind of undervalued from a fantasy perspective, but he's still very good. Trent Taylor is stepping up. Carlos Hyde's been playing well. And the defense is, is really showing something. I think Niners fans have a lot of reason to be optimistic. And the Jaguars, they're a good team, but Garoppolo versus Bortles, it's pretty clear to me Garoppolo's the better quarterback in that matchup. So I don't know. Maybe they're able to pull some magic and beat both of these teams, play some spoiler, and then you just have the Rams, and they might actually sit Goff in that last game if they have nothing to play for. I am a little... Okay, so I will say, I think the Rams will have something to play for. That's why I will... Go ahead and say, I don't think the 49ers win all their remaining games, but I do think they win two of three. And the Rams situation, its I've been spending way too much time on NFL playoff picture on ESPN, and multiple scenarios that I went through and did all my picks and just thinking about certain things and how the wind was blowing for certain teams, I think there's a real chance the Rams still somehow missed the playoffs. I don't know if it's because of the teams that I believe in more, but I think the Rams are awesome. And they have a really tough ring schedule. And I think, do they play the Jags this week? Is that the game this week? They're, they play somebody good this week. They're in one of the big, oh, is it the Seahawks? It might be the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, I don't have it in front yes, of me. Yes, they do play the week. Seahawks in Seattle. Okay, yeah. And I think it's a loss. And then suddenly, that puts them kind of in a dangerous situation because I think the Saints have a terrible team at home. So they're getting a 10-4. The Panthers are at home against the Packers. I mean... Aaron Rodgers will be back, so that changes things a little bit, but I still, I mean, not to spoil our picks, but I, I feel pretty good about the Panthers there. I mean, the Falcons are going to Tampa Monday night, and I would expect them to beat this Tampa team that's just fallen off a cliff, and seems like Dirk Cutter is the next one to get fired, but I just think there's not much room for air, and I think the Rams are definitely going to lose this week, and then they're something on a little skid, and I think the Rams are really good. They're top five in defensive and, D- and offensive DVOA right now, both LA teams, we should point out, top five in defensive and offensive DVOA right now at this point in the season. So, LA fans, it's time to get behind both these teams. Pick one. I don't care who, but these teams are both really good, and I think we should uh, appreciate them more. But, yeah, I think both are awesome. I'm still... there's In my notes, my show notes, I do have an LA hot take, but I want to save it before, before we jump into the week's uh, schedule, but I don't... I guess to wrap up what I'm saying here is that I think there is a real chance the Rams miss the playoffs and we're not talking about it yet because people aren't looking down the line that much with this Rams team. And they played so well that it seems crazy to think a team that good on both sides of the ball could miss the playoffs. But the NFC is that good this year that it's definitely a real possibility. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't want to spoil my pick either. So might be time to move on, but I feel pretty good about the Rams making the playoffs. So John Mara this week after the Giants played Eli again, I don't know how much you watched of the Giants Cowboys game Sunday. I watched a lot of it because I was very curious to see. I haven't watched much of Dak without Zeke this season and I think he was really good. And I do think this is one of those situations. I think Jerry Jones talked about it earlier was that not having Zeke around kind of 
made Dak learn to live without him and made him a better quarterback down the line because he had to figure things out. And he beat a Giants team that played really hard for Eli and Spags Sunday, and they still looked really good. I, I think this Cowboys team is a real shot at the playoffs, and I didn't think they did a week ago. I mean, they have the Raiders this week on the road, but I I was interested in and that's not like so i watched a lot of that game and i still think eli who has definitely fallen off i don't even think he's a top 20 quarterback anymore i think he's in like that 25 ish range he's somewhere around there like you could sell me on 23rd 25th in the league and it makes things interesting for the giants because i think at this point with mcadoo out it's time to go through a full rebuild but mara this week said he wants to keep eli in 2018 I think with everything that's happened, I think that's kind of silly and kind of concerning if you're a Giants fan. Like, are they really going to try and run this back and go veteran heavy again next year? Because, I mean, Jerry Reese did spend a lot in the last couple of years, and they do have a lot of vets, and they, they ink Brandon Marshall. It's not like Odell Beckham is dying to go through a rebuild, and they're going to have to pay him an exorbitant amount of money soon. I don't know. I think... It doesn't make sense at all, but I do think there are three teams, and I don't think anybody is talking about these three. Everyone seems to throw out the Jaguars or the Broncos. I don't think either of them are the best fits for Eli in 2018. There are three teams that I would like to see him. Are you ready? I'm ready. Arizona. I think Carson Palmer's gone after this year. I could see a situation. The Cardinals aren't a precocious situation because they have a very good defense still, top 15. They are on the Seahawks track where they were built for the last couple of years. I mean, they were a Super Bowl contender just two years ago. Carson Palmer was an MVP candidate. People thought coming into last year, they were the NFC favorite. This is still a team that's not ready to go through a full rebuild. They will after Fitz and company leaves next year, but they're not there. So I could see one year, one trial Kurt Warner-esque run for Eli in Arizona. I don't think it's a bad fit. Two, Baltimore. I shouldn't really need to explain why Baltimore should explore the option of adding Eli. They should, Kaepernick should be under center for that team that right now. And, uh, you know, that's, that's another story, neither here nor there, but I think they're my second team of like, they really should explore the option if he gets released this off season. And third, it's my wild card. It's my favorite one. All right. This is a very hot takey Tampa Bay. I think, the Bucks. if the Gruden stuff happens, it's time to do the Gruden-Brad Johnson situation all over again. Let's bring it back to two. If you're going to go and hire John Gruden after all this time, if this ownership group is going to run it back with John Gruden, take him out of the Monday Night Football booth and put him back on the sidelines, let's give him his 2017 Brad Johnson. Let's send Eli, who I'm sure he loves, down to Tampa and finally move on from Jameis because Jameis may not actually be what people want him to be or will ever get to that point as much as he wants to eat some W's. He has not actually produced any W's this season and I'm in it. I like that immediately makes the Bucks incredibly more interesting. If you give me Gruden and Eli, I think it still flames out in really horrible fashion. But I think it's it, it'd be fun. Do you think Eli is better than Jameis, though? I don't think he is. 
Especially um, not right now. That's a good question. I, I'm just I'm just gonna throw this out there. I think Geno Smith would be a better QB than Eli right now. And we saw him against Oakland. And I'm not sure that they lose that Dallas game with Geno Smith as quarterback. He had some issues in terms of his protections, but that's not on him. That's on the OL. So just going to let that linger. I think if I'm a team looking for a quarterback this offseason, I'm asking Green Bay how much for Hunley. Because I still think that he has a lot of potential. And he did a good job uh, stepping in for Rodgers. It was his first couple of games, and I think he has a lot of potential. So I would definitely take a look at him. I think he could be really, really fun in Arizona, actually, because they have some nice receivers. I think he would be really fun in uh, Jacksonville as well. I mean, Jacksonville's got to get rid of Bortles at some point. I think Hunley is someone who they could add in. Uh, I'm, I'm just not a huge proponent of this quarterback class. In general, we talked about this before. Josh Allen is, is bad. Josh Rosen kind of reminds me of Eli a little bit, but he's going to be very up and down, in my opinion, to start his career. I like Baker Mayfield a lot, but I still think he might need some adjustment time. So I, if, if I'm a team looking for a quarterback, I'm trying to trade for a young guy who got an opportunity this year but is going to be relegated back to the bench because there's some talent out there. I mean, we've seen Brissett. We've seen Hunley. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't vouch for Kaiser anymore. I'm going to go into my sad <laughs> Kaiser rant a little bit, but there's some talent there, and I hope that a team takes them. And I mean, the one quarterback who everyone's saying, and, and oh wait, do we want to talk about this? I know you want to talk about it last week when we weren't able to record, but Lamar Jackson is a quarterback. <laughs> I'm just throwing yes. it out there. Yes, yes, yes. And um, he he could fit in on any of those teams too. He's probably my favorite quarterback in this class. So. Yeah, I think any of them are better than Eli. I think sticking with Eli, uh, I get why they any want of them. To do it, I would not say but... any of them. I think Eli's still better than Kaiser. I think he's better. It's probably a toss up at this point with Gino, but I would still take Eli. I will say though, Brissett, the guy like where I like Brissett the most of that group, and I think we've talked about that before. I like a, I like him a lot. They should have won that and... game this week. They should have. Yeah, the Bills. They got screwed. Did you, did you see that Vance Joseph? said this week that they just aren't even watching any film from that game because they can't see anything because the Colts are wearing white and in the snow they couldn't make out what was going on so it was just that was a beautiful game to watch I really enjoyed watching that game I enjoyed LaShawn McCoy ending the game on that run where he basically barely touched one guy and the rest of the Colts defenders were like we really don't want this game to go on he was it was so slow everybody the way that people were moving around that I think they all wanted to go home it was a classic Let's just get out of your game. Or ending to a game, I should say. Yeah. Well, can I, I like with Brissett, I will say with that group that we've talked about, I would love to see him in Arizona next year. And it kind of, I think he would be great for Bruce Arians. I think he'd be great for that offense. I think that would be a really, really interesting combination. I really do think the best place for Brissett is Arizona next year. And that's where I'm actually hoping he lands. I wonder if he has any Parcells connections because I feel like Parcells is going to be one of um, Jacoby's top advisors, and mm-hmm. I think that he could push him to Arizona. I think that would be a fun fit, though. I agree with you. 
Yeah, because wasn't that coming out when he was at NC State? He was really close to. He was either at NC State or when he was at Florida. That was when he was in school. There, yeah, they're they're very close. He pushed into the Patriots. Yeah, and yeah, they have a really. It's a really interesting relationship. But he's always been high on him, and I think he's like he. Maybe it was like when he was in high school, he pushed. uh, It wasn't Dave Doran, I guess. Who was it before? uh, That was the coach of NC. Tom O'Brien. Yeah, was it O'Brien that Parcells pushed him towards? Think so. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, I I love Brissett. I think he's really good, and I think he's made the best of a terrible situation in Annapolis this year. So I, I do hope he gets traded to the right team, and I think Arizona is the best option for him. Something else I want to talk about. I've The Carson Wentz stuff sucks. I think there's not much else you can really say other than it puts a damper on the NFC playoff picture. I still wasn't there where people were with the Eagles as like this just juggernaut in the NFC playoff picture where it was just they were the favorite because I just think the NFC is so loaded at the top that it would it really wouldn't surprise me in, uh, if all the underdogs won every playoff game. I, I just I don't think there's that much separating the Rams and the Eagles. And I think we saw that on Sunday. They were really close. And I think the Seahawks, when they're healthier than they are right now, they're really close. And I think, I mean, the Seahawks won in Los Angeles earlier this year. I think a lot of teams are just a lot closer than people are talking about. And I will say, there's this new <laughs> optimism surrounding Nick Foles. He does have familiarity with Peterson. Cause I, wasn't he in Kansas City before this? Like, before the season, I hadn't even realized that he had gone back to Philly because... I just I thought he was the Chiefs backup still and I didn't realize that he had actually gone back to Philly and I thought Chase Daniel was going to be stepping in on Sunday and I'd forgotten that Nick Foles was the backup quarterback and I think Nick Foles is fine people remember that amazing year he had with Chip Kelly where he like didn't throw a pick for 40 billion games under Kelly in that offense but the idea that they're going to beat because they're going to get a bye most likely and if they I just don't think they're beating Drew Brees. I don't think they're beating Cam Newton. I don't think the Eagles are beating Jared Goff if he comes in there. I don't think they're beating Russell Wilson if he comes into town. I don't think any of these veteran awesome quarterbacks are going into Philly with Nick Foles and losing that game. Nick Foles is not winning a playoff game in a loaded NFC. I am, oddly enough, more confident in Case Keenum and the Vikings winning a playoff game than I am Nick Foles and the Eagles. I don't know. if I'm not saying that just... As a hot takey kind of comment, I truly believe that Case Keenum and the Vikings have a much better shot at winning a playoff game than the Eagles now with Nick Foles. Eagles are going to get that by though. The rest of their schedule is not They are. I just don't think they're going to win one. I don't think they're going to win a playoff game. We'll see. I mean, it is definitely a tough conference this year. I'm a, I think I'm a little more optimistic than you are though because they do have a great defense. I really I like the Eagles' defense. Do you know who else has a great defense? The New Orleans Saints. Do you know who else has a great defense? The Carolina Panthers. Both of those teams are very likely to travel. I think the Eagles have a better field. defense than either of those teams. Mm. And I, I would agree. Drew Brees outside? I don't know. I mean, he's been a little bit inconsistent recently. And Cam Newton is a great player, but he, he also can have some bad games. We all know that he's capable of that. So He hasn't been great in the last couple weeks, and they still win. It's not even like Cam's having to do that much. They're winning with everything else. Cam won them that game last week, though, with his play, with his big plays in the 
and he had that and, great play to throw. He, like he has those moments. Like Cam doesn't do anything. He'll lay you to sleep, and then he'll just find Funches and got like guys on the sideline. He'll have these pinpoint passes that are just ridiculous. But then he'll have like seven passes where you're just like, "What is he doing?" He'll just he he's. I, I like Cam. And I think he's been a lot better than people have kind of pushed towards him this year. But I mean, I, I would take if the Panthers are going to Philadelphia in round two to play the Eagles and Nick Foles. I, I'm picking the Panthers. Go ahead and spoilers. I'm picking the Saints or the Panthers to beat Philly and Philly. I, I think that that would be very viable. Um, but I also think Nick Foles is going to play better than people expect. He looked good at the end of the Rams game. And I know He's that he fine. didn't have a lot of time to plan, but they have the Giants, the Raiders, and the Cowboys. Those are three very winnable games. The worst they do is 13-3 and three to me. Meanwhile, the Vikings have the Bengals, Packers, and Bears. The Packers are going to have Rodgers again, and that's at mm-hmm. Lambeau. So I, I think that there's a good chance that the Vikings lose out, or at least lose that one game. I think we'll end up beating them and then we'll see what happens. I guess it's going to be interesting. Another thing that's interesting that I feel like a lot of people have kind of forgotten about Steelers have won eight straight games. They've not lost since like early October. And we've kind of just become accustomed to the Steelers offense being awesome and their defense being really good. Somehow the Steelers have gone under the radar the last couple weeks, like Ben Roethlisberger, who people were freaking out about early this season. He's been fine. And this is why I want to pose this question to you. They're third in offensive DVOA right now. They're 11th in defensive DVOA. They're they're great on both sides of the ball. I think they're real legitimate contenders. And I think people writing in the pats coming out of the AFC is a little a little silly to me because I do think they have a the Steelers have a very good shot. This is probably their best shot they've had in the Tom like in the last, I don't know, 5 years. I think this is a better team than they were last year. So that's why I want to pose this question to you. Is it wise for the Steelers to rest Ben for the rest of the way after this Pats game, or even not even allow him to play in this game? What if you just threw Landry Jones out for the rest of the year? But if they lose to the Patriots and the Patriots the head-to-head, and they lose yeah. that bye, or at I least know. the uh, home field advantage, I, no, you, you don't sit Ben for this game. When can you sit Ben? When is the earliest they can put him in bubble wrap? If you go up two games on the Patriots, and then you have the Texans and the Browns the last two games of the year, I, I would be fine with them playing Landry Jones. Okay. That's but they need So to this be- should be it, right? Like, we can agree this should be it no matter what for him this for the regular season, this Sunday. Uh, well, they are two games clear of every single other team. Well, That's what I'm saying. Like, you look at the AFC, like, they're good. The only question is the Jaguars, if they sneak up and take that mm-hmm. buy from them. That's the only thing. I, so I guess it would be contextual. Okay. I think this is goes back to the Chargers Ram stuff. I'm going to go ahead and say this now. We can uh, I'll come back to this in the podcast after it happens. I think the Chargers are winning more playoff games than the Rams this year. It, I could see that. I mean, it depends if the Chargers play the Ravens, that game is going to be really weird. I actually have the Chiefs still winning the division. You look at their schedule and I like the Chiefs this week. Not to, again, not to get to our picks, but I do think the Chiefs looked a lot better this last week, and I think they are not going to fully implode and go all 2016 Vikings on the NFL this year, but I I think the Chargers are basically a lock. They're just playing too well on both sides of the ball. 
they're finally the team that I thought they were coming into the preseason. They're the scariest team in the AFC, I think, outside of the Steelers. I think the Steelers are still the scariest. The Pats are just there, but the Chargers are the team in the AFC. I don't think anybody wants to play right now. So, who, which wild card teams do you think are going to make it from the AFC? The Char- Chargers Ravens? and Ravens. Mm-hmm. I, I think that those are probably most likely for me too. The only thing is that the the Bills play the Dolphins twice. Yeah, and I don't know that that's a weird dynamic to me because the Dolphins could still go nine and seven. <laughs> you know, I think Jake Cutler at least deserves some credit for how he played Monday. Oh, right? he tried to lose that game so much, but he was good. He he played a nice tried, game. Well, it was a weird game. I, the Patriots didn't get up for it, and they played awfully. And yeah. Brady definitely looked awful. Um, He's did you see that stat? He's like seven and nine in his career in Miami, which is weird. I mean, I was feeling pretty good. Like this is the first time in a while where I felt pretty good about a game and they lost. So mm-hmm. I was pretty surprised by the overall performance. But yeah, he just didn't play well, and I, I think it'll be a good chance for them to bounce back against Pittsburgh because he's good against Pittsburgh's scheme. Uh, but if Pittsburgh's able to generate pressure, then all bets are off. But I was pretty impressed by some of Miami's players. I thought their cornerbacks played really well. Xavier Howard had two picks, and he, he looked really good when I watched him. And their running game looked pretty effective, too. Kenyon Drake is legit. So I think the Dolphins could maybe pull something off against the Bills because the Bills, to me, seem a little bit demoralized. I mean, that game last week was a wash, but... They they don't seem a hundred percent to me, so I could see the Dolphins pulling some things out against the Bills. The one thing in the Bills' favor is if it's like ten degrees this week in Buffalo, I don't think the Dolphins mm-hmm. are going to win. I have the Bills winning this week, but I think the Bills are going to lose a stupid game down the stretch. It's going to be a game that both of us just kind of write off as like, oh, there's no way the Bills can actually blow this. The Bills only the have Dolphins three more win. games and. Two are against the Dolphins and one's against the Patriots. So they're losing to that Pats. They're losing to the Pats, and I think they're losing one to the Dolphins. So I think they're 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 either finishing up eight and eight or seven and nine. And I don't think they're that's enough to get in the playoffs. I'm not really worried about the Dolphins or the Bills making the playoffs. I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if that happens. Last thing before we dive into this week's games. I want to give a shout out to Alex Collins. Alex Collins is awesome, and I love running backs who come off the scrap heap. And turn into awesome players like we almost saw that with chris carson who we saw in the preseason for the seahawks it looked like he was going to be a dude this year in seattle and it, it just he unfortunately got knocked out for the season but i definitely just love how running backs who've just become so forgotten and to just have to bounce from the practice squad to the like he got passed over for i think jeremy langford for a couple days and they that didn't work out so they like released him after two days and then he finally got the call up and he had to fight through like kenneth dixon who was out for the year buck allen who was the early season guy in baltimore and it's just he's had to overcome so many odds and so many obstacles at this point in his career former fifth round pick out of arkansas he's number one in dyar right now (laughs) and i just I love watching him play. I really do. And he's really awesome. And I think we're going to be talking about him for a long time. I don't think it's a flash in the pan situation for Collins. I think he's going to actually be a really good running back in the NFL for a long time. He reminds me of like a weird mix between Devontae Freeman and Jamal Charles. But I think those are that's pretty good company to be in. 
And I think he's really good. He's really fast. He's just, he's so smart at reading where guys are going. Greg Roman's running scheme has just been so good in Baltimore this year. And just the way the block, the blockers move around and just the way the guards pull and turn into fullbacks on the edge. And it's just, it's really cool to watch. And I, I love, I'm just surprised at how much I've enjoyed watching the Ravens offense the last couple of weeks. And you know, the defense is there. Like Suggs is a top five edge defender per pro football focus right now. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, top five in forced incompletions. Jimmy Smith before his injury, which really sucked. Nobody was throwing at like everything about Baltimore screams serious contender outside of their quarterback. And it's just like their offensive line is a little suspect, but you know, I don't know. I feel like the basically the Ravens deserve some love for not falling off a cliff and playing a really entertaining game Sunday night against the Steelers and being right there and almost coming back and all that. Like, but you know, I just mainly want to give a shout out to Alex Collins because it's one of my favorite stories this year. I like Alex Collins too. Um, I, I like a lot of what he stands for and it's been fun watching him for sure. The Ravens are a weird team to me. Who do they play the rest of the year? Let me look it up. I'm going to check. It's not the easiest schedule. That's the only thing with them because, and the AFC I know is sort of like, who, who who's going to survive, really? I mean, it's just a little bit wild. But, yeah, I mean, you're right about the quarterback. Their receivers are, are interesting, too. They do have the Browns this week, then the Colts mm-hmm. and the Bengals. I think there's a chance that Jacoby Brissett spoils their season next week. It's a possibility. I think the only thing is that three and they have to win these three. The one thing that they have in their advantage is that they're going to be at home for those last two games. Yes, they're a tough home team. So it's looking pretty good for the Ravens. Not great, but pretty good. I would say. I would agree. Is there uh, anything else that you'd like to touch on before we dive in to this week's games? Um, I get, I feel I'm very sad about Deshaun Kaiser because okay. <laughs> I feel, are you actually the past you even two games, Kaiser stuff? Are you more upset about Deshaun Kaiser or your fantasy quarterback, Josh McCown being lost for the season? McCown was QB seven this year in fantasy. Don't laugh at McCown. <laughs> um, no, the thing with Kaiser is that he looked so good for most of the past two games, but he was so bad at the very end of each of those games, and it makes me very upset. Josh Gordon's look great. That team looks fun. They, they're they too good to not have a win yet. It makes me very sad. And well, AJ I feel McCarran's bad for Kaiser. The way. Like, I, th- I think that they fired the wrong people. We didn't talk about them firing Sashi. They should have mm-hmm. fired Hugh. I don't think they should have fired Sashi. I think there's a lot of, re- a lot of reporters who... Um, get a lot of information from Hugh and have sort of spun the story there. But I mean, Sashi's building a team or he was, he was building a team. I think the Podesta is going to be gone soon too. And they had confidence from ownership that they're going to need time to build it. They wanted to build something that was going to be long-term and they really didn't get that much time. And I think next year they're going to rush into draft. They have two top five picks, which will be helpful, but I think it's two top 10. I think the second one's going to be the 10th. I don't think the Texans picks going to be that. Texans are top five right now, aren't they? Are they really? Yeah. Uh, they're four and nine. Is that top ten? I believe they're the Broncos top are four and nine. The Bears are four and nine. The 49ers have three losses. I mean three wins. The let's the see. Giants. The Browns are in there, obviously. The I Giants. think that they have it based on tiebreaker. The Bucks are four and nine. There's not yeah, I think there's a strong possibility they it 
it's probably it's better than it was but i don't think it, it would still i mean the Bengals are kind of nose diving i think that pick well it depends is tj yates or tom savage starting the rest of the way for the texans i, I it's gonna be a good pick regardless they're gonna have two top 10 very good picks so you know i mean they'll give up one of them with john dorsey and power now with hugh jackson to get aj mccarron so we'll see what happens there but right now they're sixth okay so they're right out of the top five in terms of tiebreakers they are above chicago and tampa Hmm. so just to contextualize but i mean i hope they draft lamar jackson they're not going to though um, I don't want Lamar. But Jackson I don't know if they. Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. He doesn't deserve to be there. I don't know if they need a quarterback though. I feel like they could probably use a really good um, defensive back. Like Minka Fitzpatrick might make a lot of sense for them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a uh, this draft class is pretty weird too. I don't think it's the best draft class if I'm being honest. So yeah, I. We'll see what happens, but thank you. I'm going to whisper this. I want Lamar Jackson in Cincinnati. That could be fun. I like him with AJ Green. Can we talk about this for a second before we move on to mm-hmm. picks? Uh, anyone who says Lamar Jackson needs to switch positions is wrong. Period. And they're dumb. And they're- well, you've been tweeting about it, and I don't know if everybody who listens to the podcast know this, but Ethan's very good and very at scouting, and he's really into the draft a lot more than I am. And Ethan was tweeting about Lamar Jackson stuff and just looking at tape and that kind of stuff. So what have, what have you seen and what, what infuriates you the most about he's bigger with Lamar Jackson? So I want to talk about Taysom Hill. So Taysom Hill is BYU's quarterback. He got signed Mm -hmm. by green Bay playing for new Orleans right now. He's like six to 230 pounds. The special teams guy. He left college when he was like 26 years old because he went on a mission. Mm -hmm. He's playing on special teams. He's like the only quarterback in the NFL playing on special teams. (laughs) And he's still listed as a quarterback on their roster. And Lamar Jackson isn't a quarterback when he's six foot four and 220 pounds. Are you serious? yeah, I mean, he. How is Taysom Hill a quarterback? And Lamar Jackson isn't. Please tell me. It, it's it's not it's not a thing. And also, I just don't think people watch a lot of Lamar Jackson. I just Lamar the people that I read and like Bucky Brooks, I think compared him to Vic in one of his recent pieces. He compared Mayfield to Breeze, and I forgot who the other one was in this column. But I love Bucky Brooks and his analysis, and I think it's interesting that he is compared to Vic. Vic, but he might be like the first one, the first Michael Vick comparison since Michael Vick that actually is somewhat fair and not lazy. And it seems like his throws were Bucky was pointing out. And I think if you watch any of his games, you could see it. It's those pinpoint deep outs that are hard for him. Like when he has to step into throws 20 yards downfield and out like those, what Peyton Manning does really well. And Brady does really well. Those are the hard throws for him. And, but he's really good at the screen at screens. He's really good at short curls and all that kind of stuff. And he's really good at, you know, the slants that uh, he, they run a bunch of slants at Louisville and he, he's really good at that. And the idea that he can't do the majority of what it takes to be a pretty good NFL quarterback is just silly to me. My comparison for him is Marcus Mariota. And Mm. no one said Marcus Mariota wasn't a quarterback coming out of Hawaii. I mean, Oregon. So it's again, angry. it's lazy. Um, people are wrong. People are being a little bit, 
don't want to say racist, but they're stereotyping a little bit. And it's not fair to Lamar Jackson, who deserves to be seen as a quarterback. He does. And I think he's going to be seen as a quarterback. I think he's going to go in the if, first if, round. If a team picks Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson, um, I, I, I will be very – I will make my opinion known. The other thing, though, is that didn't we just go through this with Deshaun Watson? I was about to just mention when you brought that up of like, would this be the this is the same the thing retread of Mitchell Trubisky going ahead thing. of Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Well, Deshaun Watson in general, people said he couldn't be a pro quarterback because mm-hmm. he relied on running too much. Meanwhile, he's still number one in, in QBR on Football Outsiders. <laughs> I miss Deshaun Watson playing I do football too. in the NFL. Mm. Well, we'll get him back next year. So, yeah. Lamar Jackson, I want him in Cincy. I think he'd be – this is kind of a – I don't feel comfortable about saying this. this. is a problematic sentence, but I think he'd be really fun with Joe Mixon. I, I think a lot of the stuff that – if Cincinnati hires the right guy to replace Marvin Lewis, because it does seem like this is finally the last year for Lewis, it's, they don't even really have to fire him. He can just like retire, because I think and this is the last year of his deal anyway, because they didn't offer him an extension. So he's coaching on the last year of his deal, which is never good, but – I think they're. Fi- I think they'll go offense after or fifteen years of defense with Marvin Lewis, and I think if you get the right offensive wizard, I think it's really easy to fix the Bengals because they still have a bunch of talent and they have that three-headed monster in the backfield. They have AJ Green. They have a bunch of. They have John Ross. Who they've really messed up. They have Tyler Eifert. They have all these dudes who can be really good. I have one more rant, and then we can move on. I promise. Okay. How the hell are you going to play John Ross at cornerback? <laughs> it came out that the team, the Bengals, didn't want to play John Ross at receiver, and they were looking at playing him at cornerback. Wasn't this is someone that you said picked... or something. What? Didn't they say the re- rationale was a toughness thing or something? This is someone you picked number nine overall in the draft. How do you pick someone there and not know how to use them? I don't get it. If uh, it's that is a fireable <laughs> offense, this dude needs to get the hell out of Cincinnati. Well, I think you're going to get your wish. I think he's, I think he's gone after this year. So I think we'll see a lot of changes in Cincy this offseason. But I think that's one of the best jobs available. I, I would be very interested if I'm a rising offensive mind. I would want to get my hands on that Cincy job because I think uh, there's a lot of intriguing pieces. Okay. So I think it's fair that we, we went a little long on that part because we haven't talked in a couple weeks. We had a lot of stuff we had to get off our chest. Yeah, we can get NFL through our picks pretty talk. quickly too. We can, because Thursday night, a game that the NFL is probably very upset about. It used to be a pretty fun game, something I would look forward to this week. Not so much. It's going to be a game that I think features two head coaches that will not be head coaches for their team after this year. The 4-9 Broncos travel to Indianapolis to play the 3-10 and Jacoby Brissett's. I have the Colts winning here. I do. Same. Okay, I, is it a Brissett thing or like the ba- the Broncos? People are like the Broncos are yeah, bad, they, and they beat the Jets <laughs> last week. But I think the Colts might be better than the Jets. I think that's fair, and I think the only thing in, is if Demarius Thomas continues his sudden resurgence, then that could be a lot of trouble for Indy. But I, I'm going to pick the Colts. Yeah, I like the Colts here too. I, I oh man, the Broncos like they have to fire Vance Joseph, right? Like if they finish four and twelve or even five and eleven, I think you just have to clean house and start over. He deserves it. He deserves to be fired. So I don't know. This has been a weird year for them. They need to get a quarterback. I love the Baker Mayfield mocks that I've seen for them. That could be fun. Yeah, I'd like. He would be very annoyingly, uh, very annoyingly Denver. 
<laughs> that's yeah, I guess that's a good way of putting it. Detroit, the most annoying team maybe in the NFC. They might be the Titans East for me. Where and I understand that they're west of Tennessee, but and I, I like I'm thinking Eastern Conference, Western Conference like NBA. But Lions, they're seven and six. Very, very easy schedule down down the stretch. Like they could easily go ten and six. Like they control their own destiny and they can get the playoffs if they really want to. But they're the Lions, so they're probably not. They get the Bears, who suddenly erupted all over the Bengals last week. I have the Lions, and I don't feel great about it, but I also think people are going to jump way too much on the Bears' resurgence last week and make too much of it and what Trubisky did. And I think this is one of those where they come back down to reality and the the Lions win pretty handedly. Uh, I agree. I think the Lions are going to win. The Lions lose this game. Tariq Cohen is fun, though. I wish Tariq Cohen was on a team that actually knew how to use him. Well, I mean, I think John Fox is on the way out, too. So I wonder who their new coach is going to be. I've, I actually was G-chatting uh, Lester Wilfong of Windy City Gridiron the other day, and we were talking about the Bears. And my prediction, I said, just as a heads up, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there right now. But when it happens, I'd like to get some sort of credit. Dennis Allen is going to be the next coach of the uh-huh. Chicago Bears. You really like Dennis Allen. I don't think so. <laughs> I love Dennis I Allen. I think they're going to go for someone more offensive-minded. I think we're getting Dennis Allen. You heard it here first in the podcast, man. You can uh, go ahead and jot it down. Dennis Allen, next coach of the Bears. All right. I mean, I, I don't know if I agree with you. I think they're going to go right. for an offensive coordinator or someone who is a little bit more well-equipped on that side of the ball. Well, I've got great news for you. One of the best offensive play callers of all time, according to Peyton Manning, is available and has a prior relationship with Dennis Allen, I believe. Mike McCoy. I can see Mike McCoy as their head coach. I don't think he has the... I think after getting fired mid-season, I don't think you get a head coaching job after something like that. Who Who's ever gotten a head coaching job after getting fired from their team as a coordinator mid-season? I'm sure somebody has. Maybe like I'm sure someone has. I don't at know. At some point. I think that Mike McCoy was kind of a scapegoat, though. So I would I would agree. I think Mike McCoy is a great offensive mind. Like he's good. It's not like he just forgot how to be a good offensive coordinator. It's like he was dealing with Trevor Simeon and trash. So I wonder if they uh, make a big offer for Gaze. Who? The Bears? Yeah. That I think doesn't he have a lot of power in Miami. He does, but I could see Angelo or not Angelo. I could see whoever owns the Bears. Uh, coming mm-hmm. over and sort of saying, we'll let you do whatever you want in Chicago. We just need you to make our team good. Maybe. Chargers. Very, very interesting game. This is a Saturday, but we should have, point, I should point out, there's Saturday, game, Saturday games this week, which is great. I love Saturday NFL games. That the Bears and the, the Detroit Lions are first at 4.30. This Saturday night game, I will be watching this. 8.30, Chargers traveling to Kansas City. Huge game. Both teams fighting, like whoever wins this game, I think wins the division. And that's fun because I think that's big for both teams. But I do have the Chiefs. I think they have kind of figured, unlike the Broncos and the Bears, who had wins last week after a longish skid, I think the Chiefs are actually back on track relatively so. And I I like them here to win at home. I think this Mm -hmm. is going to be super close. 
but I don't like the Chargers here, but I still think the Chargers end up with uh, a 9-7 and seven record and get a wild card spot. I actually think the Chargers win this game. I don't think okay. the Chiefs can cover their receivers. That is very fair. The Chiefs uh, cornerbacks are very bad, and it's going to be a problem for sure. And, I mean, scarily enough, the Chargers, to me, are more consistent than the Chiefs right now. I, I think the Chargers win by multiple scores. Even I'll even go on that limb. Um, Does Hayward cover Tyreek Hill? How, how do you think that matchup works? I think they'll probably place him over the top, and they'll have Hayward okay. on him to begin with. But they'll figure out a way to do it. I mean, the Chargers are pretty sound on defense. So I think that they're yeah. going to end up winning this game. The Chiefs, the end of the year, have the Dolphins and the Broncos. My question is... Can't bring in Mahomes now, right? No, you, you just have to leave him on the bench. Yep. Uh, if they miss the playoffs and don't bring Mahomes in, I think Andy Reid might get fired. I think if they lose this game and they fall to seven and seven, then it gets really, really interesting because then they're not going to win the division and they're barely. I don't think they get a wild card spot. That Dolphins that game could be quite dramatic. Yeah, the Dolphins will be playing something. That yeah. could be a quite dramatic game. I'm Imagine rooting Jay for Cutler the Dolphins to win this week season. over the Bills, which I don't okay. think they're going to do, mind you. Either. Which is, well, that's a good transition because they're next up. I think the, the Bills are going to win this seven. game because it looks like it's yeah. going to be 19 degrees in Buffalo. I'm rooting <laughs> for the Dolphins, though, because if the Dolphins win, we can have a 7-7 seven, seven battle next week, Chiefs-Dolphins, <laughs> and those teams are really well-matched for each other, and that could be a very entertaining game. Can it be entertaining? Can Jay Cutler versus Alex Smith be entertaining? I the weapons will be entertaining. All the meta games. That would be a fun matchup. I am one hundred percent here for Kenyon Drake. He's who good. Was awesome. He's he's filled my Chris Thompson void, which I've been, I've missed with Washington, who have fallen off a cliff since he's gotten hurt. You know how I joke about the 49ers being like one of the best like two and ten teams ever. The Redskins might be the best five and eight team in NFL history. Washington Redhawks. Yeah. Oh, I saw. Yeah, definitely go check that out on Deadspin today if you've not already. That was great. So we both have the Bills. I don't think there's much else to say. Two game winning streak. They're they're going to hang around to the very end. I think that's it for the Dolphins this week because if they fall six and eight, that that's it. But yeah, interesting offseason ahead for the Dolphins with Tannehill and Cutler. Next up. The 9-4 and four Panthers coming off a very impressive win against the Minnesota Vikings. They play the return of Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Packers are making the playoffs. I think we've kind of gotten way too in on Aaron Rodgers being back. and that Because this is just not the typical NFC year. Like, if this is the AFC and the Packers were 7-6 and six right now, I'd go ahead and lock it, lock it up. Packers are making the playoffs. The NFC is too good. Like, I think you need... 10 wins and i think there is just no room for error i don't think the packers go undefeated and i think they lose this week i really do i have the panthers here i agree i think that the panthers front seven is a bad matchup for rogers and not to mention he's going and he's gonna be a little bit raw coming back so i I think that the panthers end up winning this game yeah they just beat a better offense last week that vikings offense is not a joke it was not, and there was one of the worst reversals on a Thielen touchdown ca- grab. I don't know if you saw that that they reversed in the end zone. That was clearly a catch, and it got it got reversed after being called a catch in the field. I'm I'm way too invested in Adam Thielen at this point. I, I love that guy. Next up, the Browns zero and thirteen. 
with their first game under their new direction with John Dorsey as general manager, play the seven and six red hot Baltimore Ravens. Have the Ravens in a big, big win. I agree. Ravens by a lot. <laughs> I'd like that. Ravens by a lot. Has Marlon Humphrey actually been good this year? Yes. He wasn't good in college. That's a little weird to me. <laughs> yes, Marlon Humphrey has been good. Eric Weddle, not been great, though. He's, he gets a lot of credit. The dude who's good on that team is um Matt Judon, their edge player. There's a lot of guys good Suggs. on that team. Suggs has been amazing. Suggs is still, like, after, like, how many times has he just torn his biceps or his Achilles or whatever? Like, that guy's come back from so many devastating injuries to still be this good is impressive. Love Terrell Suggs. I can't talk about the Ravens for more than 30 seconds, so I think we're okay. going to move on. I literally, I don't think I've watched more than, like, 20 minutes of a Ravens game this year. I've watched a lot uh, of the Ravens this year. Maybe that's part of it. I, I think they're just so fascinating. But anyway, next up, the Texans, who are not fascinating and... I think they should automatically have to forfeit this game for putting Tom Savage back in after clearly being concussed. And, you know, I think the football gods are going to just be very unkind to them in Jacksonville this week as the Jags win big, big, big. And, man, 10-4 and four Jaguars up for this week. It's just they got a very favorable schedule and didn't have to play Deshaun. Now, Doug Marone or Mike Zimmer is your coach of the year? I have to go. Hmm, that's a that's a good question. I would go Zimmer. I would too. But it's close. But I think, yeah, that's what I would say. I think, I think the biggest very, very close. difference for Jacksonville is getting Calais Campbell in there totally changed their locker room because he's a winner and he made them all think like winners. Bouye has also been amazing. He's, he's might, he might be the best cornerback in football right now, at least this year. I think Jalen Ramsey's been better this year. But Ramsey's been great, awesome. too. They've both been great. Yeah. Next up, Minnesota 10-3 and host a Bengals team that I think it's fair to say is quite Oh, so I, I, I just realized I missed our lock of the week. My lock of the week is the Ravens over the Browns. Okay. I'm not going to lock it. I've not missed my lock of the week yet. I, I'm very we're, – we're inching very close to my lock of the week. It's actually the next game, but we're not there. Got it. Yet. Vikings ten and three, I think they're getting to eleven and three, and great season for them. But I think they bounce back nicely after a tough one in Carolina. They didn't play bad. If you watched that game and I watched all of it, I didn't come away from it thinking any less of Keenum. Keenum's still really good. Their offense looked great. It was just the Panthers were really good, and it was a road game. Like it, like their defense is still strong. I, I'm not worried about the Vikings at all, and I think they'll they'll be fine. Next up, my lock of the week. Uh, and I the New Orleans the Saints. Vikings, by the way, so you're what? <laughs> I picked the Vikings too. Okay, yes. The Saints, nine and four. They host the Bryce Petty led New York Jets. I have never been more certain of a game, maybe ever. That's a lie. But the Saints are not losing at home to Bryce Petty. Like lock that up. Go ahead. I don't. Whatever the spread is, just go ahead and pencil that in that they're covering because the jets with bryce petty or christian hackenberg if petty goes down just i mean the jets have had a really great season great feel good story but you know i i think the saints absolutely dropped them this week they should start hackenberg like, i would agree you have bryce petty just 
I would agree. Yes. And you have good receivers. Like we like your receivers now, Jets. Let Hackenberg play with them. <laughs> but that isn't that kind of counterintuitive to us liking the Jets, like imploring them to play the worst quarterback on any roster with them. Uh, well, you're never gonna know if Hackenberg's any good unless you actually see him play against a real team. Yeah. So uh, Saints are gonna win, but I don't know. Like, give him a chance. Okay. They just don't want to admit I would agree. they made a mistake. I mean, how many... Yeah, I'm not going on this just I tried, but you had a fun run. Giants, 2-11. and 11, Eli still back in the saddle, playing the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Foles. I was close to putting this as a lock of the week, but I think this is actually going to be closer and uglier than people are expecting. I think the Giants cover, but the Eagles win. This game went to overtime last time they played, and that was with Wentz playing. Yeah. I... Uh, granted, Odell was playing too. I agree with you. I think it's going to be closer than people expect. I almost put this as my upset of the week, but I have we disagreed on a game so far. Yeah, we disagreed on um the Chargers. Oh, that's right. So we've disagreed on one. I yeah, was say, I mean the games I'm... this week aren't incredible. Not well. Incred- I will say no. There's two games that are incredible this week, and they're at the same time, <laughs> which really infuriates me because I don't want to have to pick and choose between these two. Because I'm very invested in both of them. You're obviously invested in one of them very much. But, yeah, we're, we're almost there. Washington. Saddest story of the year. Super bummed about Washington. They're my NFC East pick. But, you know, Andy Dalton's on the way next year. You know, it's... Who knows? But they'll get Chris Thompson back. Josh Dotson's looking... Look, Jordan Reed. Can I just ran on Jordan Reed for a second? I hate that he's my fantasy tight end. I knew drafting him was going to just send me into overdrive every week of just like, why, why is this guy my roster? Like I've played Vernon Davis more than I have Jordan Reed this season. Jordan Reed, man, like he's so good when he plays, but oh my God, he hasn't played half of his games in his career, right? Like he's at what? 30% total since being drafted by Washington. Like he's just, oh, it, it drives me nuts. But I have Washington here. I think they get a nice win at home against a Cardinals team that's going to be riding too high from beating a terrible Titans team a week ago. I think that the Red Hawks are going to lose this game. Okay. <laughs> I, I think, and, and they're now officially the Red Hawks. I'll call them are Red they? Hawks. Yeah, they're the Red Hawks. Didn't you hear? I Did still like the Bravehearts. Yes, I, I still think Bravehearts is the best one for them. Uh, I like Pigskins, actually, but... Um, I, I, that sounds like a bad. The Cardinals football, are going to end up going seven team. and seven. Blaine Gabbert hasn't been very good, but he's gotten a pretty nice schedule. Um, yeah, I, I think Arizona is just playing better right now, and somehow they're going to be at five hundred after this game, which is pretty incredible to me. Arians is someone we talk about being on the hot seat. He might have played himself off it. The defense is doing a really good job, though. I really like what I'm seeing from their pass rush, and they have a, some nice secondary players. JJ Nelson has stepped it up a little bit this year. And this team is weird though, because I feel like they're in that weird middle ground where next year the bottom could fall out very easily, mm-hmm. especially with the way that the Niners look like they could be getting better next year. So maybe they should be a little bit worse than they are. I don't know. Well, their defense is still, like you said, good. And they lost Calais Campbell. It was a big loss for them. And Kim Dietschy still really hasn't panned oh, out Oh God, he's so bad. Kim Dietschy. Yeah, that uh, that was not a great gamble, letting Clay Campbell go and still... I mean, I guess I understand why they had to do it, because you had to see he was a first-round pick, but it, that was 
they bet wrongly on that one. And, you know, if you get Brissett there and like a healthy David Johnson is so critical to this team's success, like it's just, we can't undersell how good David Johnson is and how much of a factor he is. It's almost that. I mean, he's, he's like Zeke in terms of impact and Le'Veon Bell and stuff. Like, I just think he's, he's so good that he just plays such a pivotal role to that team's success that I think if they're a seven and seven team without David Johnson, they're like a 10 and six team this year with him. I think they win a lot of games. A lot, not, I shouldn't say a lot. I, I think, think they, they turn at least games. two games. I think you're right about that. And then they're potentially a playoff team. Rams, one of my favorite games of the week. Travel to Seattle. Seattle's 8-5. and five. They have to win this game. This is do or die time for Seattle. Like I don't think they're making the playoffs. They lose this. The Rams, like I said, have a weirdly tough schedule down the stretch and could miss the playoffs. Even at 10-6, and six, Go ahead and do NFL playoff machine if you don't believe me. The Rams, I don't like them here. I think the Seahawks win at home in a very fun game, but I think Russell Wilson takes care of business at home here. I just they're agree. so pissed off from that Jags game. They got stuff thrown they, at them. Like I, I'm, I just the Jaguar. I mean the the Seahawks are winning this game. Jaguars and Rams are very similar teams. That is true, and I think that the Rams are well equipped to beat the Seahawks. I think they win this game. I don't think Seattle's playing very well. And the Rams are going to get back some weapons on offense. And Goff is going to do a pretty good job. Um, the Jaguars ran the ball fairly well against the Seahawks. And they were able to hit on some nice crossing routes. And I think that that's a major component of the Rams' offense. I think the Rams win this game. A little bit of an upset. Okay. I don't think it's an upset. No, it? it's not my upset of the week. Yeah. But it's a little upset. Wait, do you have an upset of the week? I do, I, have an up- I, I do have an upset okay. of the week, and I think we probably have the same one. Oh well, I we'll see. Do I just I, go I'm... to it now? No. Well, is is it Pittsburgh, New England? No. Well, is that an upset? Okay. How? I mean, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, well, that's the next game up, and you were like, you want to go to it now? And I was like, well, is that what he's is he gonna really suggest in this podcast that the Patriots beating the Steelers on an eight game winning streak is an upset? I mean, I think the Patriots are gonna beat the Steelers, even though they didn't play well last week. I. I it's just the matchup. The Patriots do well against Belichick's them. They get Gronk back. The Patriots are really suffering on defense right now. They lost Kyle Van Noy and Trey Flowers. Both of them are playing really well. But they just signed Ricky Jean Francois. I think he's going to be a big help to them on the interior. Lawrence Guy actually played really well against the Dolphins. They didn't even do that bad of a job against the Dolphins. They just sort of had some bad luck. I mean, the defense stepped it up late in the game. The offense just couldn't move the ball. So I'm... How excited are you sure for Kenny that Britt the Patriots are going to win uh, that game? How excited are you for Kenny Britt? I, I'm apparently he really wanted to come to New England, and McCordy loves him because they played together in college. They've had 13 players off of that Rutgers team on their roster. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it's interesting, I guess, to finally find that brandon lafell replacement they've been looking for the last couple of years but it's sad because mark malcolm mitchell it seems like isn't going to come back he's good when he plays he just can't I, i'm a little nervous he might get cut next year man that's a bummer because he's stink. just so talented and yeah i really like stay him. healthy what would you guess the record is coming off a loss under bill belichick in his career uh in good <laughs> 38 and 11 that's pretty good i still like the steelers here I'm picking the Steelers. I don't think they're losing at home here. All right. I know. We've differed on three. This is good. 49ers, and I swear if you pick the Titans in this game, Ethan. Well, this I'm is my upset of the week. This is oh, my upset that the 49ers of the week. win? 
That's not an upset because the 49ers are a better football team than Tennessee Titans. Well, I'm calling it my upset of the week. The Titans are going to lose to the 49ers. Yes. Go ahead. Garoppolo is good. Trent Taylor isn't bad. That team isn't bad. I, I actually really like what I see from the Niners. And that Jimmy team isn't bad a with a barren roster. They've been ravaged by injuries. Ruben Foster's good when he plays. Like, Ruben Foster's team... a stud. He, he's going to yeah. be a really good player for a long time. They have guys, and a lot of the guys are hurt, and they have so many picks, and like the 49ers are going to be fine. I think they're going to be knocking on the door in the playoffs next year in the <sighs> NFC. And I, yeah, I have them winning here. That division and... next year is going to be really fun. It is. If, it is. I mean, I think that the... There's a chance that the worst team might be the Cardinals, and that Cardinals yeah. isn't that bad. I would agree. Final two. Oakland, six and seven. I don't believe they're back. Derek Carr has been. When are we going to actually have an honest conversation about Derek Carr's play this year? Because he's been bad. And I think he got his off. So yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Derek Carr proponent in the world, as many would attest. Um, I think. He, his injuries have really hurt him this year. And I think he'll be better next year. I think he's someone who could have a really nice bounce back near year next year. I think that's something to think about with Carson Wentz too. It takes time to recover from an ACL and any bad injury really. And Carr has been banged up this year too. So I, I don't put too much on him. I think he'll bounce back next year. Do you think he bounces back this week and beats the Cowboys? I do not think he beats the Cowboys. I'd, I would agree. And that puts the Cowboys at 8-6. and six. That's why it's so important that the Seahawks win this game because they can't drop it because that would put them in the same position as the Cowboys. And then the Falcons, Monday night, travel to Tampa Bay. I think to me people are talking themselves into this being a trap game. I'm, I'm not worried about this game at all. Yeah, Tampa's not good. Be- they're not. I don't think people. Uh, I don't know what it is. I maybe it's just because Tampa played Falcons close on the road a couple weeks ago, but this is just not like this Tampa Tampa team is just they're worse than they were a couple weeks ago. This is a team that I think quit. I think they're kind of like the Bengals, where it's just I think the bottom is about to fall out in a major way, and they're not winning another game down the stretch. I think Cutter could get fired this off season too. Oh, for sure. I think that's that's definitely. Do you want Gruden there? I I didn't even know that was an option, honestly. It's I think you have to go experience after going Cutter because they fired Lovey to promote Cutter, who really didn't have. He was just a coordinator for a long time, and I think his last head coaching experience prior to that was like at Arizona State in like two thousand three. He was like the coach at Boise one year too, but it. I think they go the other way. Isn't that how coaching hires work? They always swing back and forth. So I think they will swing to the veteran coach after this. John Fox, maybe Jeff Fisher. Let's get another veteran in Tampa. There you go. I feel like it would be fun if Debo Swinney came to Tampa. (sighs) Hmm. That would be interesting. I don't see it. I don't think, I mean, you know, that's interesting. I don't know. I, I I'm still, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be an experienced coach. I think we're getting like, if I really had to guess, I would say Gruden makes the most sense for them, but we'll see. Bill Callahan. No, <laughs> stop. Hey, he got promoted this off season. He stop is now it. the associate assistant head coach for the Washington stop. football team. <laughs> he stop. went to a super bowl. 
He went to a Super Bowl, and the Glazers he's a really, that really Super Bowl. bad coach. <laughs> I mean, I think that a dude who could get a look is John Morton at the Jets. He's done a good job this year, and he deserves a lot of love. So he did. That, that's one person. Shout out to him. Get a look. That's a good way of ending this podcast. All right. So you have the Falcons winning this too. I would of say. course, yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, that does it. We have several games that we differed on this week, so we'll that'll be exciting to come back to and talk about next week. We uh, we're back, so I'm glad we were able to do this a little longer today. But we had a lot to talk about, and uh, yeah. So I appreciate, as always, you taking the time, Ethan. Of course, great to be here, Ethan Hammerman. As always, it's, uh, always fun. Uh, so thank you for the time, and uh, bye now. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.